Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. Hello. How's it going, everybody? Happy October. I hope it's fantastic. I hope all of your Halloween decorations are going great. Oh my gosh, I'm decorating. Did you just you? are? You? Okay. Indoor, outdoor, both. Outdoor. I haven't been able to bring myself to do anything indoors. Like, we really are still unpacking boxes. Uh, so adding to the chaos doesn't feel appropriate indoors. Do you remember in the birdcage when they're like purging the house of all the like flamboyant things and they mm-hmm. keep the, the people who are helping like try to bring in a crucifix and he's like, and they like pick up some playboys and he's like, yeah, I got these from the thrift store across the street. And he's like, don't add, just don't subtract. Add. One in, one out, one in, one out. That's how I feel. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't have time. Add more. To add That's more the thing insight. I kind of worry about with decorations. This is I get really weird about buying more stuff. I don't know why I'm so weird about that. I don't okay. like to buy more stuff. And I'm like, where am I going to put this stuff? And then I don't know. But I then also, I feel like such a I know, like a, like like a party scrooge. pooper. Yeah. I almost bought some new, some like autumnal hand towels, which I thought would be a good compromise of something that's like still going to have a purpose. You know, those geometry hand towels, this is not an ad, but have you seen those, like the Instagram <laughs> ad for those? No. They're called I geometry. Haven't. They're so nice. I love them. If you're in the movie. Oh, I thought they were like geometry shaping no, no. like that's pattern. The name of the, the, name of the brand okay. is geometry. Okay. If you're in sure. the market for a $20 for a single hand towel, these are your hand towels. They're made out of something about them being made out of Recycle plastic. I don't exactly understand the whole textile plastic situation. But suffice to say that you're not supposed to pick up hot things with them because they're like, they might melt. But they come oh, in well, really cute patterns. <laughs> and they are like very absorbent and nice. Um, so I almost spent $80 on some fall hand towels. And I was like, you know. What made you What made you hold back? The $80. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. I love these. I know $80 love them. Has there been anything else in your cart lately that you haven't been able to buy? Oh, so many things. There are these boots from Everlane that I really want, these rain boots. I'm going to just send you guys. You you guys can all – we have some friends in the chat today. We do have some friends in the chat. I'm going to send – We have Rachel. I'm going to send We have Jill. We have Dana. We have Kelly. Um, We have more people that I can't see their name. (laughs) Let's go ahead and click on those. These are the boots that I'm looking at right now. Rain boots by Everlane. But I feel like they're like a Chelsea boot. Like they're waterproof, but they're not overly rain booty. These look look very similar to the ones you just got. Have you worn the ones? The Platform Croc Influencer Yeah, the clogs. Yeah. I have. They were so comfy, actually. They're like this super light. They're very lightweight. They're almost like foam. Okay. I really liked them. And I even... When I brought, when I wore them, those free people ones, and I wore them that day, mm-hmm. I even brought backup shoes in case they didn't work, and I did not have to wear my backup shoes. Did you get compliments? Yes, you people get were like, oh my God, I love your shoes. I was like, thank you for noticing. This is the most fashionable item I've ever worn. Oh, I'm so excited I know. for you. That's exciting. Many people ask me for the link. I'm a trendsetter. Shoes, clogs, and soup. If I And sweaters. I do send a lot of people sweater links, but I really want these shoes. Uh, Rachel says they're really cute. See? I think they are. They're these like monochrome sort of Chelsea boot style mm-hmm. rain boots that are this kind of like mm-hmm. dusty brown Very almost lug. pinkish like luggy style and they have the like chunky sole I, that's really in right I, now I really love the contrast of like when like the color stone that we're looking at I would uh-huh. really like like the bone color with the black contrast yeah, I agree with big you. fan and that has been in style that's been like through the past few years, I've seen that style come back. So I feel like that's going to last a while. Uh-huh. Although I'm not one to like when jump things go trends. out of season. Yeah. You or know, jump whatever. out of trends. Yeah. I exactly. have been trying to find a healthy balance between like enjoying a trend without feeling like 
I want a healthy mix of like, I want to wear, I want to buy something and feel like I can wear it until it gives out. But I also don't want to look like, oh, she hasn't bought new clothes in 10 years, which I feel like I'm approaching that. Like, I feel like my, all of my style is still very much how I dressed like in 2015. I'm having a big problem with that too. Yeah. So that's why I'm like trying to update some shoes. When I packed this past week for a trip to see some family, I immediately was like, because I really, I've been working from home for the past year and a half. I'm like, I really need to update my wardrobe. I immediately just felt like I needed to do another home edit or what's the other one? Does it bring you joy? Marie Kondo. Spark joy. Thank you, Marie Kondo. I felt like I needed to do that with everything. And then I was like, okay, the only thing I wear is Outdoor Voices and James Purse and some Levi jeans. That's it. That's all I have. Yeah. My only- so I feel like something needs to happen where I get a little more style. I that's I'm changing that with, with shoes because I'm like, I pretty much the only brands I wear are Everlane, Madewell, and Marine Layer. Yeah, Marine Layer is a good and one. And Marine Layer is really staples. even only like, yeah, for sweaters, I would say. Staples, that I Scott know, staples. would say. I wear yeah. Everlane and Madewell pants. And then I wear Everlane sweaters and Marine Layer tops. And then like, I like the Everlane boxy tee too, but I will say that they don't last very long. They like, if you wash them and dry them, the collars start to kind of roll. Oh, Yeah. But I'm trying to be a little more um, adventurous. The people that I work with, so I work for a brand that owns several apparel companies and they're all in the outdoor industry. But nonetheless, a lot of the people I work with are like went to school for textiles or fashion even. Half the people I work with look like you could find them on like a street style blog. The other half of people I work with look like they're at the brewery after a mountain bike ride. There is no in-between. There's like board shorts guy with a little rat tail wearing flip flops. And there's like Tokyo street fashion man where for some reason, everything he's wearing has buckles on it. I'm like, where do you even find something with that many buckles? <laughs> you made like, it. There's one. Of the, there, there's a guy who has that pair of glasses where it's like one eye is a square and one eye is a circle. Whoa. Yeah, he looks like Stanley okay. Tucci. Yeah. But with those glasses and like just so many buckles. Oh, that's really Okay. Funny. Going back to the original reason that we yeah. got on this bunny trail is that I, yeah. I did decide finally to decorate outdoors. Miles and I went to Lowe's this weekend, and they literally had four Halloween products left, and the entire thing was Christmas. I That's understand bringing right in the Christmas, but they don't even have the Halloween anymore. Yeah. It's only, oh, no, it's gone. It was only like this. That was seven. gone in August. Right. And so, although they did have the Freddy Krueger lights, I almost bought them for you. Oh, man. They were at Lowe's? Yeah, Lowe's and Longmont. Oh, I should tell Scott. Should. He, if he, he and I I'll both were like – There were a lot left. <sighs> Oh my gosh, we thought those were all sold out. So we, sh- I should, re- I'll text yeah. you after this and be Please. like, are they I'll seriously there? There were like multiple packs, the Freddy Krueger and the um, Jason. Jason. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I know. That's, that might be a game changer because when I was gone, Scott bought this huge archway, this blow up archway yep. from Target. Then we decided it probably wasn't the best idea because you would have to have it blown up 24 yeah. seven. Because if you Deflate it, take just it down, walkway. people are going to... So then we're like, oh, okay. So then he returned it. I'm like, but we need like something else. We have the big skeleton. I've got some pumpkins up there. I've got some mums, but I feel like the Freddy Krueger lights would like really make me feel better. Yeah. And I could store those. Yeah, you could. They're not that big. I bought a giant fake plastic pumpkin and I came to find that we actually did have quite a lot of decorations and storage that I had forgotten about that I have taken my own advice of just like buy a little little something every year and then it'll start to add up. So little did I know. And this year we actually have like a porch. Our last house didn't have a porch. It just sort of had like a walkway and then a little landing where you walked oh, into the front right. door. So it's sort yeah. of hard to decorate because there wasn't really, it was just like a little step that was barely bigger than the front door itself. Right. So now we have an actual little front area to put stuff in. It's very cute. Anyway. Yeah. So, you know, it's not too late to give in to your whims of decorating. Well, 
you know we have Pablo's pumpkin oh my gosh coming up okay in- i almost feel like we should wait another week to talk about that because we're gonna run we out of halloween content and we are right we'll pablo's wait because we've is- not gotten the pumpkin yet they've put they've placed the pumpkins outside of pablo's pen pumpkins outside of pablo's pen <laughs> but i feel like it's too soon to get one because i want to wait i want to carve it like a week before halloween i don't want to you can't carve it squirrels too squirrels are crazy i don't know the if squirrels every- are crazy like- and if you don't live somewhere that has very aggressive squirrels, you can't put a pumpkin out for one day without a squirrel eating it in Colorado. And not only that, you just don't know what the weather's going to be yeah. like. So I don't want my pumpkin to freeze. Yeah, and then it'll just like kind of cave in. Or when it like, if you have like one that's smiling and, and then it, it starts just, withering, like, it's just like, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so it sad. sad. Wipe them in vinegar, says Rachel, because for oh. squirrels or for wilting? Yeah, Rachel, wipe them in vinegar for wilting squirrels or both. That's actually squirrels and critters. Okay, okay, okay. Hot tip. Thank God for the chat. Thank God for the chat. I love you guys. Okay, so anything else? This is a good question. I want to know more about like, do you have any anyone else in the chat things that you have in your cart that you just haven't bought? Because I am obsessed right now with Ufos, you know, that brand that does like the recovery footwear. It's like they have it's spelled O-O-F-O-S. Recovery and, footwear? Yeah, it's uh, Ufos is a recovery footwear brand. Oh, like the really cushy slides. Really cushy. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that recovery in recovery footwear is yeah, the name so, of this. Yes, I'm obsessed with their flip flops, and then I also just got a pair of. I think I got a pair of their slides, but anyway. I found them in Hawaii, and then I'm just ever since I've got like this is what's so funny to me. It's like, Mm. oh my gosh, Jill has UFOs and she loves them. Dana says her cart has an IKEA shelf in it, Uh, but Jill says the UFOs (laughs) clogs make your feet sweaty, which makes sense. Yeah, the clogs you can't get the clogs; you have to get the slides or the flip flops. Here's the thing, though: like you look at those, and now they're trendy. But like five years ago, those would have been like in the discount bin at Walmart. These like big kind of almost like orthotic looking shoes. I yeah. appreciate that that's the trend right now, but I still am like, can take a step back and objectively be like, this is weird. <laughs> I am obsessed with them because Giant they shoes. are the best. I, yeah, they have the, they, they feel so good on your foot. And specifically when I was running more, they really feel good. So Kelly says that Hoka also makes a good recovery slide. Yes. Recovery I've from what? Hoka. For like, if you're an athlete, you're on your feet a lot, or you walk around a lot. I have uh, mom, Sandy, her doctor, her foot doctor recommended them to her Hoga's and Ufo's because she had like the beginnings of a like hairline fracture or something in her ankle. And he was like, wear these shoes and it will strengthen your foot and you won't have to have surgery. So yeah. Um, other things in my cart include so many Christmas decorations that I have found while I have been scouring for Halloween decorations. Mm-hmm. I also – I have just like so many pairs of pants scattered around. I don't know why. I'm just like on the lookout. I love the pants that I have, but I just am always on the lookout for – I don't know what I'm expecting. Like this pair of pants is going to change my life. And then a lot of little boys' Halloween costumes because Miles cannot decide what to be for Halloween. The top runners right now are a ninja and a werewolf. Okay. I'm because I haven't bought the Captain Crunch outfit yet because I think I want to wear my werewolf one again. I don't feel like it got enough like airplay last year because it was so cold. But it's not on theme. You would win the, co- know, the Captain Crunch but, costume contest. But but there's no costume contest. It's just a pumpkin. Yeah, I still think you need to be contest. on theme. I'm just saying. So that's in my that's in my basket. Is like I'm waiting to buy that, and then I also have a bunch of ufos in my cart. That I'm like, I don't need these because I've. Why do we do that? Why I don't do we know? <laughs> because things cost money and it feels good to browse. And 
I was, uh, but then the emails come after you and you're like, they come after this you. is still in your cart. cart. Would you cart. like to? You're a bad cart mother. You abandoned you have it. Some, you have something in your cart that looks delicious. Would you like to buy it? And I'm like, yeah. God, stop it. Stop like, it. We'll give anyway. you free shipping. I'm like, okay. Oh, you know, the brands Wish Gardens does this. Wish Gardens does this. If oh, you guys herbs. like to buy like the tincture stuff. Yeah. And I actually love this brand. This is not an ad, but I always like go there and like buy their tinctures and stuff. They have really good ones. If you buy something, all of a sudden it'll pop up with like, hey, if you want to buy some more stuff, we'll give you 30% off. And then if you like try to leave, they'll they'll be like, how about 40? It's like, and then Thrive Market does that too. If you try to like unsubscribe, it's like, trying, it's like trying to, to quit the gym. It's like you're trying to leave the dinner table and your mom is just handing you more and more dinner rolls. Like, it's totally Take like it. that. Just... <laughs> Thrive Market will be like, how about a dollar? So and class pass, class pass recently. (laughs) I tried to quit. I did like a free class path, class class path month (laughs) because I wanted to take that Pilates class. Oh yeah, and they gave you like a free month. So I was like, okay, fine, because it's like thirty dollars for a drop in. That's like way too much money for me. So they, uh, I canceled it, so I didn't have to like remember to cancel it in a month. And they're like, how about a dollar for ten classes? (laughs) It's like so ridiculous how they try to keep you. But it's good marketing, man. It's tempting. I would also be curious to know, purely because I'm in when it comes to like actual real life market trends that like Wall Street Journal, Reuters, Deloitte, Salesforce, like these people are putting out the stories are very mixed about whether people are shopping early or late for holiday this year. So I would just like to know, have you already started holiday shopping? There's like another Prime Day coming up this week all of a sudden out of nowhere. I just saw that. It's like as of this recording, today's the 10th. Yeah, it'll be happening yesterday. Yeah. Like that seems odd. And it's very conflicted. People are like, well, you know, there's not the same inventory issues that there were last year. So people are going to wait longer. It's like for stuff to go on sale. And other people are like, well, because of inflation, people are just going to like get their get their spending done early so that they don't have like surprise costs. Rachel says she's been making her list, but no shopping yet. And so has Dina. So I'm just curious because the sales analysts out there cannot figure us out, people. They do not know what us millennials and our non-existent disposable income are going to be doing. When I saw the ad for Prime Day today, I actually was like, ooh, tempting. And so I was looking at a few things for Christmas gifts, but I was not even in the mindset to begin that. It just stresses me out because this is the time of year I start that. to worry about yeah. like, what the heck what Scott's going to give me. Yeah. yeah, and then Scott will be like, <laughs> tomorrow he'll be like, I'm already done shopping. And I'll just like get so stressed out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so today is also World Mental Health Day. We're reporting this on Monday, October 10th. So we wanted to talk a little bit about some like mental health hacks. As you guys know, Joy is a licensed therapist. She has been working in patient care and mental health for what, 15 years? Almost 20 years? Yeah, every time I say 20 years, I think about the fact that I graduated in 2003. And I'm like, oh man, it's been... It's been a minute. It's been a minute. So all that to say... Feels like yesterday. ...that we recognize that if you have a true mental health illness or even just, you know, longer term mental health struggles, a hack is not going to do it for you. But this is more like what ha- What do you do if you're just having a day? Whatever your baseline is, your day has even brought you further lower than your baseline or something's come up like you just your regular coping mechanisms are not cutting it that day. What do you do? I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned over my life is to not try to make it better. Because there is just something about being like, all right, today's just really going to suck. And once you, I hate this phrase, but I'm going to say it like lean into it, or at least just kind of be like, all right, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to fight it. Sometimes I will say it out loud to people or I'll text friends. I'll be like, today's just going to be a crap day. 
or Marco Polo and be like, I'm feeling really crappy today. And just saying how you feel kind of like releases some of the power. And then I'll just be like, whatever I need to do today, I'm going to do it. I'm going to feel crappy, but I'm not, I'm not going to like try to get out of it. Cause I think like half of that trying to get out of a bad mood or like when you're having a bad day just makes it worse because you're like feeling bad for feeling bad. So, I mean, I will try to be like, all right, if I have, if you're working, like obviously I think the best thing you can do sometimes is like distract yourself with work. But at the end of the night, if I am just kind of tapped out, Sometimes I'll feel guilty if I just kind of like binge Netflix for too long, but I'm like, I'm going to just let myself binge Netflix for as long as I need to. It's very simple, but it works for me. And I always know that no feeling is final, like feelings ebb and flow. It's going to be a wave. Maybe it'll be two days. Like if I wake up the next day, I'm still in a funk. That's fine too. But I've also noticed too, like your own personal patterns over the years, A lot of my really bad moods correlate with my hormones. Just that is a very real thing for me. So if I'm feeling, I I can almost like feel the irritability come up and it's like one or two days before my period and I'm like, God, I just feel like this impending doom. And I'm like, okay, that's the thing that happens. I don't need to freak out about it, but I kind of want to freak out about the world burning down, but I'm not going to. Like I don't let myself go there because it's just like, it's like a slippery slope. I would just say, declare the bad day. There was actually a Don't book. I'm sure I've mentioned it. I'm sure I've mentioned it before. There's a book called The, D- the Depression Book. And it's all, it's pretty old, but it it's awesome because it's basically saying that same thing of like, just throw a depression party if you're feeling really bad. I, it really varies. I think that for me, a lot of times it has more to do with like just feeling really overwhelmed. I would say the times when I feel like when I'm just having a day, it's when like, I can't get the kids out the door and they're not listening and I'm just like yelling and I'm feeling like I just feel really burnt out. And so in that scenario, sometimes kind of giving into it almost makes it worse. So when I'm really feeling burned out, sometimes giving into it just makes it worse because I kind of just like start to spiral. And so, but I will say that what I tend to do is just try to let go of anything that's not mission critical for that day. Like if that's the case, I'm probably not going to make a complicated dinner or I'm probably not going to worry about folding laundry or I'm probably not going to, you know, even like necessarily take the kids to karate that night. Like I'm just going to strip it back to the bare minimum of what I need to get done that day. I think it's also helpful if I can, and this isn't always available, but you know, go for a walk or take a long shower, like something where I can just kind of get out of my head for a couple minutes. I think it would, I'm also curious to hear from people. And if you're in the chat, you can chime in. Like when you are feeling that way, if you're just having a day, like does it help you enjoy it? I'd be curious to hear what you say about this too. Does it help you to like think about it more or does it help you to get out of your head? Like do you turn inward or do you try to shut like? Oh, definitely not inward. I don't need to be going back in there. (laughs) It's like, I can't get, if I get in my head too much, it's game over because you just start to ruminate and you just, most people will go to the place of like ruminating thoughts and that's the last thing you need to do. So distraction is good. And I've had some people like in clients that are like, well, isn't that ignoring the problem? I'm like, absolutely not. Like a bad mood is not ignoring the problem if you're just trying to like prevent yourself from going down a spiral. Right. I feel like there's a a difference. Rachel says she gets out of her head too. There's a difference between ignoring the problem or like brushing it to the side versus acknowledging the problem and realizing, okay, the only way I can deal with this right now is to distract myself or is to get a break or is to get out of my head for a little while. I think that the difference is like you're acknowledging what's happening and you're choosing a coping mechanism versus versus just not even acknowledging what's happening. Jill also says she's in her head way too much. Because I think sometimes we can also confuse kind of like getting out of your head 
with like the whole ignoring piece, but you also want to acknowledge your feelings about it. And if you need to cry, that's fine. But most of the time, I think we're just kind of like in these moods where we feel like we have to put on a happy face and like, you don't have to do that either. And then some people will think like, well, isn't that, again, is that ignoring your feelings? It's like, no, because I think that you're just trying to prevent it from going into a worse place that it doesn't need to be. Like, it doesn't need to spiral. This is my thing. And this is how why I personally have a little bit of a hard time with therapy as a whole is sometimes I'm like, not everything needs to be examined. Like, sometimes a feeling can just be a feeling or whatever. And like, it just needs to be what it is and then move on from it. Like you don't have to examine every single thing. And I think like I've talked about how Brandon and I have been in marriage therapy and we actually are getting ready to stop seeing our therapist because I'm like, this is making it worse. Like we've been seeing her now for a year Mm. and I never feel worse about our marriage than I do when we're in a therapy session. Cause I'm Mm -hmm. like, we are just digging into these moments that in the moment was sort of like, oh, that sucks, but we moved on. And now we're circling back on them and like digging through these piles of dog poop moments. I'm like, this just was what it was last week. And now we're in this of like, well, I guess, yeah, if you want to, if you, if you bring it up that way, it is really shitty that that happened. And like, it reminds me of the like three-way phone call attack in Mean Girls where it's like, well, don't you think she wants attention? Like, well, I guess, yeah, if you say that, we're like, oh my God, I can't believe you think I want attention. Like, and I, you know, I think there's, sure, sometimes there's bigger issues to come up or it's important to look at patterns, whatever. But sometimes like a, mo- a bad moment is just a bad moment mm-hmm. and you don't have to dissect it. Yeah. It's all kind of the meaning that you put on it too, because one thing for someone's totally different for another. But I agree with that. I mean, I worry I'm about- not anti-therapy. I just think that like, this is why I sometimes have a hard time with some types of therapy is because I feel like for me. Well, if you feel like you're spinning your wheels in therapy, yeah, you should feel like you're moving forward. You should have some type of treatment plan benchmark where your therapist is communicating with you. These are the things that we should be working towards. Yeah. So anyway, back to the the topic of bad days, things that people, that people, sometimes people do that I don't like, like what types of things that coping mechanisms are popular that you're like, no, not for me. Like, for example, I hate taking baths. I think it makes it worse. I hate a bath. Mm, That's a great question. Well, the first thing that comes to mind, and I say this a lot to my clients, because I am not a meditator. (laughs) So some of my clients will be like, I know I should meditate. I'm like, hold the phone. I do not meditate, just so you know. Uh, I know it's a very popular thing, and it helps some people, but I can't. I choose not to do it. I shouldn't say I can't. I have tried it. It's just, it's not, I think there's a point in my life where I might like it. And there's always a little bit of a guilt that I don't. And I'm sure it's life changing for a lot of people. I'm just not there yet. So that's not a skill, coping skill, coping mechanism. The other thing that I often tell people, and I try to do this as well, is don't meditate when you're feeling agitated. Like, if that doesn't feel right for you. Some people can do that. Some people can go into meditation and be like, I need to like clear the energy in my head. I'm feeling really agitated. To me, I need to do the opposite. I need to like go for a walk, blow off steam, listen to some music, like get the energy out. So to me, meditation feels like if I'm at a, if I'm at a 10 of agitation, meditation feels way too far down the scale, like way at a one. So it feels too far in the distance for me to reach that. So that's a skill that I'm like, 
you know, I do kind of aspire to be that type of person that can just be like, I just need to access this. Like my company meditates before every single meeting. It's amazing. I love it. I have a hard time with it. I'm always like, do, 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 do. So not into that. Not for me. Good for you. Not for me. <laughs> I agree. I'm not a meditator. I get bored during meditation. Kind of like how I get bored when I go out, if I try to go on a run after like 10 minutes, I'm like, why am I still doing this? <laughs> not a tool that works for my brain mm-hmm. at this phase of my life. Well, even though I don't like meditating, let's talk about a coping skill that I do love, which is my daily CBD ritual from Ned. We love Ned. They're just so great. And it really does help me relax. And it is really something that I use to support my mental health. We have lots of tools in our toolboxes for mental health and CBD and magnesium for me are two of them. Magnesium specifically actually um, really helps me with my migraines also, which mm. is can be a huge contributor to my anxiety. That is something my neurologist, again, this is not medical advice, but my neurologist specifically had told me, because you guys also remember that I have that I don't know if I've talked about this in a long time. Remember my tremor? Yeah. So I still have a tremor. I have, I'm diagnosed with essential tremor. Maybe we'll talk about that more one day. But um, my neurologist told me to take magnesium to help with my migraines and my tremor. Apparently they're related. It does really help. It helps keep my, my migraines much more manageable and it also does help with my tremor. So not medical advice, different ways that I love to use those products. And again, the daily blend just sort of helps me like feel chill. It says on their site, that mellow magnesium is a powerful daily magnesium supplement with amino acids and trace minerals that propel memory, mood, brain function, stress response, nerve and muscle health and sleep. And whenever I take this, I swear to you, I feel it instantly. I don't really feel that with a lot of products, but I do feel it instantly. I also love their brain blend and their sleep blend. Ned is just an amazing company. They have full transparency on their website. They share their third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process all right there on their site. So please, you can support the podcast by going to helloned.com forward slash joy or enter code joy at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash joy to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Something else I wanted to talk about today, this keeps coming up for me recently, is our never-ending conversation about diets and diet culture and diet expectations and body expectations and body shapes and sizes and accepting your body for what it is and also having body goals or having physical goals and just having all of that swirling around in like a giant dirty blender full of diet culture. And... (laughs) That's where I feel like I'm at right now. And so I just want to talk through it. Before I ever had kids, let's back this way up. Part of my, kind of my identity, honestly, was that I had always been very small, very petite. I remember in the early days of Girls Gone Wild being like, like I couldn't break 120 pounds if I tried. I remember specifically one episode being like, yeah, I just can't get past like 118. And now- You mean gaining weight or losing Like I couldn't gain weight. I couldn't put on muscle. Uh Mm -hmm. I was like, my body just like settled around like 118, 119. And that was just where I lived. And, but that had been my body type my whole life. And then I got pregnant. And after miles, I kind of like my body, I don't want to say bounce back. I, I hate that term, but I have stopped fighting the kind of thought process around quote unquote, getting your body back. Because what I've learned through li- my lived experience, at least, is that it's not about getting your body back in the sense of like going back to where you were of a certain look or a certain 
even functionality. It's more of like reclaiming your body through from a process and a time period in your life where your body is going through a bunch of changes that you really have no control over. And then in the postpartum period, your body is being used to feed someone on a schedule that you also don't have control over in a way that you, for some people, can be very overwhelming. For me, breastfeeding never really worked. I pumped all the time, never could get that, you know, like my, it just didn't work out. Within all of that, you go through so many physical changes that are really beyond any control whatsoever. And I think other people experience this through injury. I think people experience this to a degree with just aging. You spend a lot of your life sort of having your body in one way, shape, or form. And then suddenly, or maybe over the course of a couple of years, it changes for any reason that's out of your control. And so to me, I feel like the concept of getting your body back after having a baby is more about like feeling like you are back in the driver's seat of your body and not necessarily like of your weight, but truly just of like, oh, I'm not waking up every day with a completely different physical adaptation of myself. And I think during that process, for me at least, like I really dissociated from my physical body because I was like, I just, this is too much is going on. It's not worth it for me to like really worry about this. And at the time that was very freeing. And I feel like we have talked about this a lot. So I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. At the time it was very freeing. And I remember the first time I was driving home one day and I had this realization of like, I just don't care what I look like. Like, I just don't care. And it's not like a bad thing. I just, for the first time in my life, like truly don't care. I, in the last couple, like probably the last year, I've started to kind of feel like, okay, I don't look the way that I think that I look. Like if I see a picture of myself or even if I like just see myself in an outfit in the mirror at a different angle than what I've, you know, assessed myself in the morning, (laughs) I have this moment of like, oh, that's not what I look like. Is that what I look like? And it's not even necessarily like, ew, that's gross. It's just more like, or even a negative thing. It's just more like, oh, that's really not how I look in my head. So I have this dissonance. To me, I'm really struggling with like, how do I either come to terms with that, get over it? Do I want to get back to a place where I just don't care? Do I want to, do I want to pursue changing the way my body looks so that I can get closer to that mental vision? Like I have just spent so much energy thinking about this and probably overthinking it because I'm like, how, how much of this is diet culture and how much of this is truly like, I don't feel like myself and I want to feel like myself. So there's my brain dump. What do you think? Uh, a lot of things. The first thing that comes to my mind is I'm like, oh, I wish we could just like rename diet culture because it's whatever. It's it's not going to go away. It's here forever and it's here to stay <laughs> and we have to learn to live with it. And so I think it would be for as much as I felt like even when we moved from Girls Gone Wad to coming here that we'd be kind of like ridding ourselves of that persona or at least like we're certainly not around it as much as we used to, at least like physically, because I'm not going to like a CrossFit gym or anything. But what I've come to realize is like, oh, it's always going to be there in some way, shape or form. Are you feeling more of just like this aesthetic look or is it more around, I wish I could do these activities that I used to do, like throwing around a barbell more. Like, where is it coming from? I think I equate those in my head where I'm like, if, so Kelly just had a good comment. She said, is the image of your previous version of your body that you've timestamped as your identity? And I think maybe that is part of it is that like, I view myself, yeah, as a static, you know, as maybe sort of like my 25 year old. Yeah, we all look at our 25 year old self where I'm like, (laughs) I know, but 
I think like that's kind of still how I see myself in my mind of like, yeah. this is the version of myself that I was kind of the most comfortable with. It's the version of myself that I felt was the most capable. It was also, I think, the version of myself where I felt like I was able to prioritize myself the most. So there's a lot wrapped into that where it's not just like, oh, I was this size at that age because it also wasn't the smallest I'd ever been by any means. It was like this, that look represents a time in my life where I was really able to prioritize myself. And that meant having certain, and I also was like by far the most physically capable I had ever been. You know, I could go out for a run. I could go hiking. I could lift a bunch of weight. I, you know, and I just remember even at the time, because I didn't grow up being athletic, I remember in sort of my peak of CrossFit thinking like, oh my gosh, I love this. Like, this is what it feels like to just be athletic, to just like be able to go do stuff and not have to give a second thought of like, oh, am I going to run out of breath or is that going to be too hard? Like for the first time in my life, I didn't have to ask myself those questions before I went out and did an activity. And so I think that is a huge part of it is like wanting to get back to feeling that way, but also having those things linked in my brain that like in order to do that, I would need to re like, I don't know. So maybe the question is, can I get to that point without like, if, if I got back to that point and my body still looked the same, would I still have that moment in the mirror of like, this is not Mm. how I look like. Mm, Okay. How do you want to look? I think just more athletic. Like I want to look in my mind. I think that, I think I just look tired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just really tired. I just, I mean, I mean, my face looks like, but I also think that I look like someone who, in my mind, this is the story in my mind. I'm not saying, you know, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. we're we're all, it's a safe space. just disclaiming this. (laughs) Disclaiming this thin privilege, I know. I know I have thin privilege. And I am also trying to put this out there in like real time. Yeah. These are my thoughts. You're being mindful. You yeah, get to so have to your mindful, thoughts. And this and is a safe place. Thoughts, and yes. everybody gets to have their safe place here. Is okay. that I think I look like someone who does not really prioritize my health and my well-being from any from a lot of different facets and a lot of different meanings of that word. And maybe it's because I look at myself and think like I that I know that to be true. I know I'm not have not been in a season of my life where those priorities are available to me. And so it's also kind of internalized that like this is the way that I look when I'm not able to go to the gym regularly, have time to myself, make movement a priority, um, eat the foods that make me feel good. Not that I – and the other thing is like I would never see someone else with my body type and think like, oh, that person. I would never have any judgment towards that, towards another person with any type of body type, honestly. Of course not. But we're and our own so worst critic. Right. It's very internalized. I feel like I'm still – I'm like disclaimering this too much. So you guys get it. Yeah. But let's what, just throw disclaimers. Yeah. Like Discla- hopefully sorry. by now everybody knows – our intentions yes. and our thought process. And if you don't like go back and listen to like the past 10 years <laughs> and then come back to this episode. Right. So I think I, the reason I bring this up is because I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I've been thinking about, I'm like trying to get back to a place now that my kids are a little bit older. Brandon's about to start a new job in a couple of weeks, which I'm really excited about where he's going to have more of a set schedule, which he's never had since we've been together. And so maybe it's because I'm seeing this light at the end of the tunnel of like, oh, I might be back to a place soon where I can have more time for myself. And so I'm letting those thoughts creep in of like, okay, well, what would I do with that time? Maybe I can start to make some different choices. And I think I am like maybe overcorrecting for the influence I believe diet culture to have in these thought process, in this thought process. Mm-hmm that I can just have that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be from a place of like, I have to lose weight because that's really not what it is. You want to look a different way. I want to look 
at the version of myself and think this is a version of myself that gets to choose the way that my body shows up. Whereas right now, and for the last several years, I feel like it's been more sort of like my body is the result of a bunch of circumstances that are out of my control. And that Mm -hmm. does not feel good. Mm -hmm. I would like to more think like, like, how do we have the line of acceptance of just being like, you're not coming at it from a place of self-hatred, but also asking an important question of why that you're not going into the place of like, I don't like how I look. And therefore, I need to change it. It's a fine line. Right. It's a, fine, it's a line. fine line. It's a very it's, fine line. It's like a, yeah, it's a crapshoot. I don't think I have the answer to this. I'll keep you guys posted. <laughs> well, let me add, let me add to this pile. Okay. This is confessional time. <laughs> No, no, nothing bad, everybody. But it's just funny. It's funny because, you know, I'm 45. I like look at pictures and I'm like, oh my gosh, wrinkles. You know, like I start to look at that and then I'm like, ooh, I'm like washing my face at night and I'm like, my neck feels a little bit like not as tight as it used to be. Like I'm starting to do that thing. And then there's a little bit of paranoia that sets in. And then I have been guilty of going down rabbit holes of, and I'm not going to do anything because I really don't think it's going to change how I feel about myself. And that's where it is. It's like, I'm going to entertain the idea, but I'm not going to do anything with it. I will go down rabbit holes of like people who've had like Botox or like people who've had like massive like facial laser things that you do. And I'm like, oh, I was looking at plastic surgeons in Mexico the other night. You can't scare me with this. Okay. Confession. Yeah. So like, you know, there's like things where I'm like, right. I'm how- not going to do this, but like, because, why is right, brain- it's, it's very entertaining to see. There, look, I am, I'd be lying if I wasn't like super intrigued by people who have, I know this is a horrible example, but like the Kardashians who every single part of their body is, is been maneuvered <laughs> and plastic and they're the plastics. But there's a part of me that's like, oh, how much could you manipulate your looks? And what would that experience be like? It's, there's, I have zero interest in doing it because I'm like never going to spend money on that. I would never spend money on that. I just like, that's not something I would want to do. If you do it, great. That's great for you. That will not be me. But that is something I entertain because I'm like, it's interesting to me how we put such a priority on aesthetics and looks, what that does to you socially. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. It's just this like weird fascination because I don't think I'm going to ever come to a point where I would feel good about spending money on something like that. And then I feel guilty because it's kind of like, well, you're like, you know, falling into the trap of aesthetics and looks. But I'm like, but I also am interested in like a social experiment, if that sounds super twisted. I know it is interesting. And you think like, what would it take for me to get to that point? I don't think it would take that much. And you think about like even celebrities who use surrogates specifically to not have to go through the body changes that pregnancy that occur during pregnancy. It is very interesting to think about like if that was your life. And if that was kind of like what you were known for. Like, if, I mean, I, I am so just to make myself feel better. Sometimes I will be like Google any celebrity before and after every single like mainstream famous celebrity has had work done, or at least a nose job. Tell me someone who has not like it is almost across the board. Anyone who's like uber rich and famous has had something done to their face. So or their body or whatever. And I just think like there's something like weird of a fascination to be like, how does that affect you? And how does that affect your life? And how does that affect your status? 
I've also been listening to the Girls Next Level podcast, which I know I mentioned a few episodes ago, and they were the, you know, the playmates living in the Playboy Mansion. I wonder if you had that much money at your disposal, how easy it would be. Like, okay, Bling Empire. One of the gals who's the star of Bling Empire, her husband is like the owner of this huge Beverly Hills plastic surgery. One of the scenes she goes in to his office and he's like, what do you want done today? And she's like, oh, I just need a little, she points to like the creases on her cheeks and he just like fills her lips up and like probably puts some stuff in her face. I'm like, Did, that's just, if that's just at your disposal, tell me you like wouldn't you were, do it. Like tell me you wouldn't do coffee. it. Yeah. Tell me you wouldn't do it. Tell me you wouldn't try it. I get Botox on this thing. Yeah, you have it on that thing in the middle of your... Yeah, I get it in yeah. between my eyebrows. So, I don't know. It's like, are we bad people for thinking about it? It kind of feels like that, but... I know. And I think that's where I get tripped up is like, I almost, for the last couple of years, I've almost just not even let myself think about it because then that means that I'm like the diet culture, blah, blah, blah. But then instead, I've gotten myself to a place where now I don't feel like myself in my own body. And I feel like I'm at a complete impasse because it's been so long since I really even let myself go there that it's sort of like become this closet that I just keep shoving mm. things into. And now that it comes that it's like yeah. time to move on. Right. I'm like, oh, no, now I have to find that box of Halloween decorations that's in the attic. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as we evaluate this more, think about it more, we've talked about this all along of kind of like, just accepting yourself and coming from self love. And none of it's black and white. But as long as you kind of think about it, and you're not beating yourself up over it, there's always going to be insecurities, we would be lying if we were like, yeah, I'm good with I'm totally accepting myself. But I think it's just as a whole, are we feeding the beast? And that's where I get a little tripped up, because it's just like, it's really fascinating to think about, because it's it's something you can do. It's something that's available to us. And so what would that be like? If you're curious about that, like, what would that be like? Versus I have man shoulders, you know, Regina George. My nail beds suck. Uh, okay, well, thanks for letting me process that, you guys. Yeah, well, I'm sure we're not alone. And if we are, true. it's just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> if we are, it's a good thing we have a podcast. <laughs> we have a podcast and we can talk about it. All right. Well, I think that's it for this week, mostly because I have to go to a parent-teacher conference now. <gasps> How fun. I have to go to puppy class. Puppy class sounds fun. Very similar to a parent-teacher conference, honestly. So- <laughs> a bunch of chasing puppies around and trying to kind of the same. Yeah. Um, don't forget, you can find us online. Our Instagram is at joyandclaire underscore. You can go to joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Don't forget to support our sponsor, Ned. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy for 15% off your order. Don't forget, on your Rex Cassette Bake, our British Bake Off podcast, we are on, sorry if you can hear Evie coffee in the background. It's okay. <laughs> we are on week, what, four or five, coming up on week five. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Can't wait. Love that podcast. Please tune in. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about this podcast. The best way you can support us, honestly, is by sharing this podcast on your social feeds, telling your friends about it. And if you guys want to join a future episode, Rachel says it has to be better than Mexico, Mexico week. You can't fall from the floor, as my mom would say. So, you know, tune in to hear us rant more about the choices that Paul Hollywood's making this, this season. If you want to tune in to a future episode, keep an eye on our Instagram stories. We will post the link for you to join in the chat. Evie Joan, do you want to say bye? No. Okay. She said, <laughs> so I'll do it instead. No. <laughs> I'll say bye. Bye, guys. Bye.